Good morning. Duduzane Zuma, the son of President Jacob Zuma, has denied involvement in alleged corruption despite his links with the controversial Gupta family. Speaking to the BBC, Duduzane Zuma said there was nothing untoward about his business partnership with the Guptas. Yesterday, President Jacob Zuma defended his son, saying he had never requested anyone to favor business dealings with his son. The Hawks have denied his claim that they have found no evidence of wrongdoing in his relationship with the Gupta family. Last week, government-owned defense company Denal announced that it has ended its joint venture with the Gupta-linked Denal Asia. Denal Asia was formed almost two years ago and is a joint venture between Denal and VR Laser. Dudazane Zuma and one of the Gupta brothers are major players in VR Laser. In an exclusive interview with the BBC's Milton Corsi in Dubai, Zuma said his ties with the wealthy Guptas stemmed from him being a likable guy and had nothing to do with him being the president's son. I think they like me as I like them. I'm a likable guy. But why um, did they like you, you think? That's a question you have to ask them. I don't know. There's nothing untoward about it. You don't look back and say, maybe they wanted me because I'm the son of the president. I look back and I think, I'm glad I met these guys and I'm glad we are where we are today. The board of ESCOM has to submit a report by today explaining its controversial ties with the Gupta-linked company Trillion. Public Enterprises Minister Lynn Brown extended a deadline to ESCOM last night after initially giving the board till yesterday to submit the report. The board reportedly lied about payments for two trillion, amounting to 1.6 billion rand. Tsepo Mongai reports. Minister Brown says she will seek an urgent opinion on the report from lawyers on the contents of the report and advise on particular actions in relation to the report. She expects to have it by end of business tomorrow. According to a media statement sent by her department, she will then communicate developments to South Africans. Tsepo Mungwai, SABC News, Johannesburg. The scene of the fatal crash on the N1 outside Cape Town has been cleared and all lanes have been reopened. Severe traffic delays were experienced into the city this morning after a vehicle left the road at the Cryfontaine train bridge and went down the embankment. The driver died on the scene. He was the third road death in the province this morning. In another crash on the N1, this time outside Lanesburg in the Karoo, two people died when the driver also lost control of his vehicle. It rolled several times. The 58-year-old driver and his 40-year-old female passenger died on the scene. To end this bulletin, Kenya's Supreme Court will today rule on whether last month's presidential election, which the opposition claims was riddled with irregularities, will be annulled or upheld. Days of sporadic protests erupted after 55-year-old President Uhuru Kenyatta was declared the winner with 54%, leading to the deaths of at least 21 people. 72-year-old opposition candidate Raila Odinga alleged fraud and took his complaints to the seven Supreme Court judges. The court's ruling is final and will lead to either confirmation of Kenyatta's victory, after which he will be sworn in on September 12, or an annulment of the result that would require a new election within 60 days. For Good Hope FM News, I'm Tamara Snow.